You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. draft miss to you thank you for joining us today my name is ken swanson this is the ap draft show uh and it is the last ap draft show before you guys get to see all of our work this is the last episode before the casey draft guide releases so you're gonna get the you're gonna hear a ton of stuff uh from us moving forward 23 days of draft miss has started you're getting 23 straight days of prospect previews all month of april that's already kicked off a lot of stuff going on here to help me talk about this uh this upcoming nfl draft First, my dear pal, find him on Twitter at Jacob Morley, Jake Stack. Hello, my friend. How are you today? What's going on? Hey, man. I'm uh, doing good. Hanging in there. Glad that this is all done. We're just getting the final touches on this draft guide. Kind of just to piggyback on what you said. We're real excited for people to see it. Um, it looks really good. Uh, it's and it, It's going to be great. So um, to talk more about that, the man who shaved a mustache to sell guides last week. And I'm here to tell you, he still has a mustache. It's still there. <laughs> Mr. Barley Hop himself, Craig Stout, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic. The draft guide is almost here. You guys will have it in your hands. It's going to be great. I, I, I assure you it's going to be great. So if you haven't bought it, go buy it, first of all. And if you have bought it, spend all day Monday reading it. You will not regret it at all. Isn't that right? Our final, final host at Chief in Carolina, Matthew Lane. Isn't that right, Maddie? Look, I'm just happy that I finally get to be the closer here. Like, I finally (laughs) get to just close this intro on out. Like, I feel like I finally made it. The draft guide's coming out. I'm already riding high. You guys just introduced me last. You know, I'm that last guy to walk on stage. The, The the big ticket, so to speak. Sorry, Kevin Garnett, don't yell at me and then get held back by an invisible guy. But uh, no, I'm doing good. The draft guide's almost done, or it is done. We're just getting the finishing touches on it. These guys are putting a lot of hard work on it. Uh, Pour one out for me only having Chromebooks, not being able to help quite as much as they are. But, uh, you know, they're getting a lot done for you guys. So once you get it, I know you guys are all going to want to read it real uh, all the way through. Why don't, Maddie, why don't you be the one to drop the link today? Why don't you drop the link to the draft guide? It's your turn. It's my turn? Yeah. You know I don't know this off the top of my head, Kent. You're well aware. Good thing I put it literally right in the rundown. I don't have the rundown up. (laughs) Oh, of course. All right, go to gum.co. This is why you're the last pick. This is why he's the last pick. On a draft show, (laughs) you don't want to be the last one selected. (laughs) Mr. Irrelevant, Maddie Lane over there, who doesn't know the code. How many Mr. Irrelevants can you name, and how many 13th picks in the sixth round can you name, Jake? Tom Brady. <laughs> he went All 18, right. Sorry. This is derailing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm, 
I'm taking over. Go to gum.co slash KC draft guide 2020. <laughs> That's the link to get the graph guide. You can see write-ups on the site are on my on my Twitter account. You can see the cover on my Twitter account at Kent underscore Swanson. Um, okay, so we're going to do a perfect scenario mock draft today. Um, but first, we're going to try something that we haven't tried since training camp. Matt Lane has a game. <laughs> and if you remember how the training camp game went it was tough <laughs> we had to do like we had to spell in our heads to answer questions about which receiver was going to have more success um maddie Spoiler, you did not do a very good job of spelling in your head. <laughs> the, the floor is yours matthew good luck We should have saved this for the end of the show is what we should have done. This is a fun twist on a classic game. We're just going to call this trade up for, stand pat for, or pass on entirely. And we got three rounds. We got three prospects in each round. You guys are going to go down the list. If you look at the very specific rundown that Kent has mentioned already, you'll know which order you guys are answering these questions (laughs) in. But our first question here in round one, would you trade up for, stand pat for, or pass on these three receivers? Denzel Mim out of Baylor, Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State, and T. Higgins out of Clemson. You have to pick one for each category. You are up first, Craig. I'm trading up for Mims. I'm standing pat for T, and I'm passing on Ayuk. Uh, I'm identical to Craig. <laughs> uh, Come on, Jake. Be I... your own man. <laughs> I'm identical. That's that's like the most obvious. That's like the most obvious answer. Mims is good. T is like he a, he's a slow bad athlete. And, they, and a bad athlete. And Ayuk's not good at football. Like is this that's, is, this game is sucks this, so far. Is this, what if I you should have picked three Donovan, guys that are good? What if I put Donovan Peoples Jones in there instead of Brandon Ayuk since they're the exact same player? I would stay. I would. Oh. I would stand pat. I would stand pat for. Donovan Peoples Jones, the People's Champ. Give okay, me the Donovan no. Peoples elbow. We're moving on. We're moving on. This is in round two, so this is at pick sixty-three right now. Would you trade up for, stand pat for, or pass on Malik Harrison, linebacker out of Ohio State, Willie Gay Jr., linebacker out of Mississippi State, or Big Logan Wilson, linebacker <laughs> out of Wyoming? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm trading up for Malik. <laughs> oh, I'm standing pat for Big Logue Wilson, and I am saying goodbye to Willie Gay Jr. just because I don't know if I can trust him. Um, this is a better question because linebackers don't matter. <laughs> but so, I guess I would trade up <clears throat> for Malik. Because he's the only, because, <laughs> and then I would, <laughs> I would uh, stand pat for for Willie Gay Jr. and I would say goodbye to Logan Wilson. Can I pass on all of them? <laughs> this question was designed specifically for you to trade up for a linebacker of your choosing. I'm gonna trade up for the athlete. Then I'm trading up for Willie Gay. Uh, Malik Harrison, I'll stand pat for, and I'll pass on Logan Wilson in round two. I just, the value's not right. 
This is round. Oh, man. <laughs> Final only, question. You only gave us one round two player. <laughs> did, did I? I don't know. <laughs> Final question. This one is a defensive backs question. In round three, right, where the Chiefs most likely take their first one off the board. So, would you trade up for, stand bad on, or completely pass on Michael Ojemudia out of Iowa, Terrell Burgess out of Utah, or a Meek Robertson out of LaTeX? <laughs> I would uh, trade up. Give me the three guys again. I already forgot. Terrell Burgess, Michael Ojemudia, a Meek Robertson. I would trade up for Burgess. I would stand pat for the Iowa kid, a Mojawuda. And I would, I would, I would wave goodbye to Amik Robertson. There's something I wrong with I don't, you. I don't know if he would see me. Because <laughs> oh, he's if, short. <laughs> like, if, um, like if I were to stack them in a line, so first would be like standing in a single file line. First would be Burgess. Second would be Iowa kid. Third would be Amik Robertson. But he probably wouldn't see me waving at him if he was the third person. <laughs> like he, he's gonna, he'd be the only one of them to punch you though. <laughs> That's true. He would fair, punch you. Fair question. Uh, fair point. Ojemudia, I'm trading up for, especially in the Chiefs scheme. I think I'm going to stand pat for Burgess just because Spagnolo use him as a safety and a corner. I don't dislike Amik Robertson yes, that do. much. I'm not high on him <laughs> like Maddie is, but... I, I think that he's going to be strictly a slot corner, maybe a little bit of safety transition there, but Burgess can already do that, so I'm staying at Pat for him. Okay, I'm trading up for Ojemudia. I actually, I kind of feel like anything from like 96 on, Ojemudia is very, like, I feel like if, you, if you're going to take, wait till round three for a corner, Ojemudia is very much in play. Uh, I'm standing Pat for Amik the Freak. And Terrell Burgess, I'm just going to pass on just because I'm so salty that I saw someone mock Terrell Burgess to the Chiefs at 32 within the last two weeks. Someone has mocked Terrell Burgess to the Chiefs at 32, and I just can't do that. We're, we're going to mock somebody different at 32 here. So you guys came away with this perfect Kansas City Chiefs draft with Denzel Mims, Malik Harrison, and Michael Ojemudia. Ugh. That's not perfect. This is perfect. I honestly, I honestly, I don't hate it. I don't love it. <laughs> I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Let's let's let's. It was bad. That was the that was the end of the game. The uh, loser is Kent because um you know he wanted to diss my spelling game from training camp, and I think I think Jake's pronunciation of some names is going to make it the the winner. This is so like congratulations, Jake. Nice. It seems very it seems very arbitrary. Is this like whose line is it anyway? Like just no, just handing out system. points for random reasons. Cause cause Jake pronounced Ojamudia funny. Great. Let's go ahead and move on to this mock. How do you say his name? I'm Ojamudua. No. You you're still not. That's right. a hard name. It's a hard I've name. Been, I've been trying to go to this mock draft for a minute now. <laughs> Can we please right, let's go? Do let's do it. This is why Kit lost the game. All right, let's go ahead and let's. What we did is we kind of laid out what we think might be the perfect scenario for the Kansas City Chiefs. Basically, not like it's not. It's still realistic, but it's not like it's like some things going right for them and and following in a scenario that is pretty nice for them. Uh, and at thirty-two, in the perfect scenario for the Kansas City Chiefs, 
They select linebacker Patrick Queen out of LSU. Craig, is are you streaking in the streets? Are you breaking? Are you breaking your quarantine if this happens? I'm tempted to do it right now, and we're just barely <laughs> talking about them maybe doing it. Yes, you finally get a will linebacker that can move. You finally get a will linebacker that can cover. You don't have to worry about being beat on the outside via stretch runs or worry about running backs and tight ends getting you in coverage. Patrick Queen just helps complete the front seven so much better than the Chiefs have had over the past few years. He makes them significantly better. Patrick Queen is the picture-perfect pick for the Chiefs at 32, and I think the way free agency played out, it's not completely unrealistic that he's there anymore. You're going to get him or Kenneth Murray most likely off the board. It just all depends on what kind of linebacker the teams in front of the Chiefs decide they want. And if they can get Patrick Queen... I mean, he's the coverage, he's the athleticism, he's sideline to sideline range, he's everything the Chiefs are missing in a linebacker right now. And you can go back and watch all these linebackers. I think between Malik Harrison and Patrick Queen, those are the two guys that read the feel, like the run the best. Those two guys probably have the best instincts. They read what's going on in front of them better than everybody else. And I think that's kind of wild given Patrick Queen's limited experience. So his ceiling's only just sky high. You pick him at 32 and yeah, your pants are off immediately if you're a Chiefs fan. So, as a non-Chiefs fan, I'm ecstatic about this pick as well because I've already said it once, but linebackers don't matter. And <laughs> the fact that now the Chiefs offense is what really worries me If what, going into Kansas City. I'm worried about them hanging 50 on me. Um, I'm glad that their offense didn't get any better. I'm glad that they decided not to get anyone to protect uh, their young MVP quarterback. So, yeah, great pick for Kansas City. Patrick Queen, roll with it, run with it. Imagine what would happen if we had a linebacker that could run with Aaron Jones. I don't think the Packers could have beat Matt Moore. They mm. couldn't have. Wouldn't have happened because that was the one. I'm that was sorry. the biggest pro- problem for that football I team. I don't speak in hypotheticals. <laughs> I I think Patrick Queens. I mean, I, there's not a better scenario, especially since I think there's a large cliff after guys like Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray, and even like Kenneth Murray, like I'm not even completely sold that like it's going to make a lot of sense for the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> I think Queen's I think Queen's perfect. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking from the provocative to the technical we're offering insights you won't want to miss so tune in to the future of work a prop g pod special sponsored by canva you can find it on the prop g pod wherever you get your podcasts Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's go to pick 63. Interior offensive lineman Matt Hennessy out of Temple. 
The Chiefs are protecting him, Jake. Uh, Maddie, yes. what do you think? So he's no Cesar Ruiz. He's definitely more limited to center. He's a little bit more athletic. He's probably not going to dominate one-on-one matchups, whether in the run or in pass protection quite as well. But in terms of pure movement skills, his ability to get out on the edge, his help in pass protection is right up there. It's pretty close. I really like Matt Hennessy for a scheme that's going to ask him to get out of the move. Like not every off blocking scheme uses a center out in space. The Chiefs still do. There would be a huge upgrade going from Austin Ryder to Matt Hennessy on the screen game, the run game, getting in those outside zone reaches and pulls. So I'd really like to see the Chiefs get back to some of the stuff they were able to do with Mitch Morse. And I think Matt Hennessy would allow them to do that. Yeah, I don't think he's as top tier movement skills as a guy like Mitch Morse, but I do think... He moves very well. I think he's flexible. He's agile. Good grip strength. Good core strength. Um, recovers really well when he gets beat off the line of scrimmage. When when he allows people into his chest, he's still able to recover. Um, I I've, I came away like I, I've said this a lot. I came away very impressed by him at the Senior Bowl. I think he really helped his draft stock. Uh, I'm a big fan of Hennessy's. Would love to see him in Kansas City. Let's put our analytics hats on real quick. Okay. Uh oh. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about some stats. Patrick Mahomes has started how many years? Two. So Two in fifty percent, fifty percent of his seasons, he's done what? Won an MVP and won a Super Bowl. That's really impressive, right? But also in fifty percent of his seasons, he struggled with injuries. So way to go! Way to finally get someone that's going to help him up front, keep him upright, not let him take hits, especially from right in front of his face. Um, so I really like this pick, Matt Hennessy at sixty-three. Um, I think anytime you are taking someone that's going to protect your franchise. It's a smart pick, especially when that player is Matt Hennessy and is just like, just, is just a quite frankly, just a really good football player anyway. So I love this pick here. I think looking over everything, this is my second favorite pick in this perfect draft. Yeah. Um, we have said a couple of times now that Andy Reed and the chiefs are probably looking at an interior offensive lineman early and this would fit that kind of criteria here and he is a damn good one you're partnering your center with your quarterback of the future just have these guys ride out the next 10 years together and know that you're just going to have an anchor there and a familiarity all right let's move on to pick 96 and it's a familiar name it's a name you've heard about since last year cornerback Bryce Hall out of Virginia Falls because of the medical concerns in this perfect scenario coming off a broken ankle not getting to do medical rechecks not really getting to do much you know before the combine in the pre-draft process any of that stuff the Chiefs get great value at pick 96 Craig Yes, yes, they do. And a guy that fits very well into what Steve Spagnuolo is going to do, a zone-heavy scheme, a lot of shuffle bail. Bryce Hall has great ball skills. He's aggressive and isn't afraid to drive on everything underneath and lay hits underneath. He's a smart player as well. Any athletic limitations are going to be able to be kind of hidden by Steve Spagnuolo. I mean, we saw it with... Bashad Breland, Charvarius Ward, guys that aren't top-tier athletes at the position. The Chiefs were able to put together a really good secondary that had those guys in there. Bryce Hall is an upgrade over those guys when healthy, I think, personally. So I think you get him in-house, allow him to develop, knowing that you can kind of ride out his injury a little bit and get a player that you can kind of have as a linchpin cornerback to. Yeah, and you know Bryce Hall is going to be one of those guys that's going to 
um, kind of take a hit for not being able to do the medicals, not being able to do all the off-season stuff. And the Chiefs are absolutely going to be uh, the beneficiaries of that here at 96. He really has no business going this late. I do believe that if he would have checked off all those boxes with his medicals and all that stuff, he really um, you're looking at maybe a top 60 type player here. So at 96, this is a really, really good value for Kansas City. And it's a realistic value too. And like Craig already hit on, this is, this is just a fantastic schematic fit um, in Kansas City as well. And I think this is a pretty realistic spot for Bryce Hall. You have no athletic testing. Not every team is going to be able to completely clear him in medicals. Like, I just think that this is a spot that makes sense. It's not the highest end of his range. It's probably in the lower end of his range. Just, I think Bryce Hall in kind of round one at the beginning of round two was something that everybody was getting hyped up for, and that was under the impression that he was going to be able to be healthy and you could prove he's healthy, maybe test a little bit. No testing. No medicals, just given the situation, he's probably going to slide a little bit. And I think there's going to be a very specific scheme fit. I think there is going to be teams that just cross him, his play style completely off their board almost because he does not have the most fluid change of direction ability. You're probably not putting him in any kind of man heavy scheme. The Chiefs play a lot of zone. They're going to let him be physical with a line of scrimmage. They like guys that are big, physical, and have good ball skills. Bryce Hall checks all of those marks. As long as they feel comfortable with his ankle, he's a guy that should definitely be in the target, and I think this is the perfect range to kind of look for them to go after him. Hashtag Thornhill Hall 2020, baby. Get the teammates back together, baby. Would love to see it. Uh, Y'all know what I think about Bryce Hall. Y'all, I mean, especially me and Craig, what we think about Bryce Hall. So, uh, all right, pick 138. The Chiefs go with a wide receiver that has had some struggles with the pre-draft process with his athletic testing, but the tape's good. Wide receiver Quintez Cephas out of Wisconsin, Jake. And this is my favorite pick of, of the draft for the Chiefs. I think Quintez Cephas is going to come in, and he's one of the receivers that he's going to provide something that Kansas City doesn't have right now at the receiver position. They got speed upon speed upon speed. Um, Cephas came out around a 4-5 at his pro day, um, and that's probably really where he is. Um, but he is the type of guy that will run through your face as well. Like, he is a pit bull with the, dog, with the ball in his hand. So I don't think that Kansas City really has a guy like that that is just as physical as he is and is as physical when the ball's in the air. Um, so I really like this fit in Kansas City. I think he would add something, just another dimension to that offense, which is terrifying. Well, the thing with Cephas is you watch him play and you probably come away thinking this man's 6'3", 225 pounds because he's out here playing like Brandon Marshall in his prime. Like he's throwing guys at the top of the stem. He's hitting guys with clubs off the line of scrimmage. It's almost knocking them completely off balance. And he came into the combine and only weighed in, I think measured in a little over six foot, about 205 pounds. But that's almost even better just because that does, and it does show up in his tape. He just have decent change of direction skills. He's not the fastest. He's not the quickest, but he can change directions. He's very explosive. His jumps were very good. His 10-yard split was good. So he does have a little bit of athleticism. He's not just this big lumbering guy, but where he wins is just that physicality. And he brings it from the line of scrimmage with his releases to the top of the route stem, and then at the catch point after the catch, he's just playing physical 24-7. He's probably one of my favorite wide receiver prospects to watch in this entire class. I was glad that he got to do his pro day before everything shut down because you could just see his form at the combine just was not very good. So get that laser time 40 in the four fives. That really helps his draft stock. And if the Chiefs could get him on day three, like he would be a perfect guy to fill in for Sammy Watkins this year or next year. Um, yeah, he... 
He will body a defensive back. It is, it's crazy. I had to watch a bunch of Big Ten cornerbacks this year, and I watched them against him, almost every single one of them, and almost every single one of them got just beat up all game long. He's explosive. He's big. He will run through you. Good luck trying to alter him from getting to the ball. He's just, he's just tenacious. And so he's really fun to watch. I think he's a great fit opposite of Tyreek Hill, you know, and McCall Hardman, guys that can stretch, guys with that speed. You get a guy that's just going to be fearless and a bulldog going after the ball underneath good change of direction, you know, good enough change of direction and explosion. That's that's perfect in this offense. Well, and you can put him on the line of scrimmage, and that gives you a little bit more flexibility there. A guy that you can trust to put on the line of scrimmage and beat press. I mean, he's going to be able to do that. Um, whether or not he's able to gain consistent separation, you know, there, there's some questions there. But I think he wins at the catch point well, too. So, I mean, you can. there's still a path to success, even if he's not able to create a ton of separation down the field. But, um, yeah, I mean, physical player uh, and is going to be able to play that X role for the Chiefs. Uh, all right, let's go ahead. Last pick, 178. We are doubling up on cornerback. We're going Stantley Thomas Oliver out of Florida International. Craig had his arm up a second ago in celebration. Yes. Yes, I would. I love Stantley Thomas Oliver as a late developmental corner. He's long with with ridiculously good ball skills, and he is very explosive. He's hard to throw over as a shallow zone defender. I've seen him deflect and intercept multiple passes where he's just sinking far enough to make quarterbacks have to make a perfect throw, and they didn't, and he made them pay. He is aggressive as well. He just is a Spags-type corner that's long and has enough athleticism as a project. He just needs a little refinement, needs a little work. You bring him in here, put him under Sam Madison, knowing that you've got a guy that you can put on the boundary here in the future. Things don't go well. There's injuries. You can rely on Stanley Thomas Oliver a little later in the season. And then after this season... Charvarius Ward and whoever it is that they may bring in here, if they bring in a guy on a one-year deal, are both out of contract. You've got Bryce Hall and Stanley Thomas Oliver there that you can maybe have going forward into the future there on a rookie deal. Yeah, I think that's your uh, lottery ticket type guy right there. Uh, And he's just a guy that you're going to bring in. Uh, Probably not going to get a ton out of him his rookie year. Maybe you do, but he's really just a guy that you want in your room. Um, has every tool to start in the NFL um, and be a be a starting caliber uh, cornerback. So I think at 178, he he's a a really fun pick with a ton of upside um, and would be a really fun selection for Kansas City. If you're taking Bryce Hall, and especially if you're not bringing in any other corners, I really do think you need to supplement with another guy just because that room is so thin right now. You don't know for sure where Bryce Hall is with his injury. I don't think there's a huge margin of error with Bryce Hall in the NFL either with a little bit limited athleticism. So I do think you got to come back with another corner. Stanley Thomas Oliver also fits the Chiefs scheme pretty well. He's got that length, the ball skills. He's still developing a lot more in terms of his technique compared to Bryce Hall, but I'd say he has a definitely a higher upside if everything in the world starts to click. And even if not, he's just a guy that can come out there. He's a body that fits the mold they're looking for. I do like where his potential could be. So I think getting him in this room with some of these guys, these coaches around here could really help him reach his highest potential. 
Yeah, I was kind of go. I was gonna kind of go with the diversification uh, aspect that Maddie kind of did. You kind of, if you're gonna take Bryce Hall with the injury concerns, you probably need to be mindful of that and maybe try to add, you know, cornerback depth later. Craig, I do have one question for you. Just, just a hypothetical, real quick, before we get out of here. At pick ninety six, it's 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 uh, it's April twenty fourth. Pick ninety six, the Kansas City Chiefs select cornerback Stanley Thomas Oliver out of Florida International. What are you thinking? What are you saying? I'm saying they got uh, they got a little bit of a steal. Now, I, I do think that's probably his draft range, maybe even a little bit later, but I'm higher on him than that. At 96, I, you think he's a steal? Oh, at 96? I thought you were talking about 170. No, 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 not no, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. I was asking. Yeah, that's I, way I, too early. Sorry. Okay. How, I missed how, the 96 how early, part. How early is that? Um too early i i I don't i don't like him there because i don't think you get anything out of him year one and he needs a lot of refinement that's an asset that you're spending early on a player that you're going to have to teach a lot to and i i know that's that's a lot of guys in this class but i don't think that he's such a supreme athlete or anything like that he doesn't have like a linchpin that you can hang on to try and get him on the field early as a third round guy, he's just going to take some work. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there, throw a curveball at you. No, because, that's fair. I mean, honestly, like this is going to happen. One of these guys that we value, you know, differently is going to wind up being a chief. This is it happens every year, and one yeah. of them was Breland Speaks, and you know, we'll see. I'm just curious, just kind of curious. Okay, that's going to do it for the uh, AP Draft Show. Thanks for uh, checking us out. We will be back on Monday with the AP Laboratory. Catch you later. Linebackers don't matter. 